Hello, advanced English learners. Welcome back to another wonderful conversation. I'm joined by the one and only Greg. And we like to do these sessions to help you improve your listening comprehension, your conversation skills in English, your pronunciation, your intonation, the way of saying like how to say things, how to introduce topics, how to switch topics, essentially how to communicate, right? It comes down to that. And we have fun doing them. We know that you enjoy them as well. So we'll keep doing them for as long as we can. All right. So today's topic, we're going to explore the benefits of video games and what you can learn from gaming, essentially. Let's get into it. Sounds fun. We'll be right back after this short break. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Okay, so let's first start off by prefacing it with maybe thinking about it in the lens of positive video games and more of the video games that promote, I want to say positive concepts. I mean, I know that there's a lot of types of video games, different genres. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can speak a little bit to that, Greg, because you have a lot of experience in this field. Yeah, well... You know, it's interesting. Education and video games have always sort of loosely overlapped, right? Right. While at the same time, almost having a contentious relationship. And there is a contentious relationship as well. I remember as a kid, um, I always loved to play the educational video games. I I agree with you. And I, I like reminisce fondly uh, on those, those video game memories. And I often ask you about them if you played the same video games as a kid and it turns out you did yeah yeah a classic when we were growing up was called mario teaches typing and you would basically it would just show words on the screen and you would type them and to the extent that you could type fast enough um your mario character would sort of traverse this perilous path um and you could see him sort of keeping up and there were special keys you could hit at certain times that would allow you to get like extra points and stuff. And basically the, the, the goal was to see how far you could get without making errors. And if you made errors when you're typing, uh, it would slow down the character. Or he would fall off or whatever. Yeah. And there are like specific ones for touch typing, which is essentially when you don't look at the keypad or the keyboard right. and you're just able that's, to. That's the whole purpose of this. That's, that's the purpose. Is to get you fluent with the keyboard, which yeah. is actually quite 
um, needed. I mean, I've yeah. seen some people, particularly from older generations, yeah. who just didn't get that kind of training. Um, and, you yeah. know, uh, they're not nearly as fast with the keyboard. So anyways, the that point in said. saying that is um, there are games that are explicitly designed uh, yeah. for education. Yes. And those can be a lot of fun. Um, they tend to be lower budget, though. Mm, um, I'm yeah. speaking from the perspective of a gamer. Okay. Um, they tend to be lower budget. And as you get a little bit older, you start to, you know, view them in a less rosy light relative yes. to classic video games, which are intended to be purely for entertainment. So what are some of the classic video games? Um, well, you can break them into several categories. Okay. Right? So you have um, strategy games. Yeah. Um, which could be turn-based or, but those tend to be, you know, you're building like an army. Yeah. Um, to go attack other armies, right? Okay. There's strategy involved, kind of like if you played Risk. Okay. That uh, board, the board game. game. It's a little bit like that. Um, you can have what are called first-person shooters. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are basically you run around in a world um, and you're a soldier of some sort mm-hmm. and you're fighting aliens or you're fighting yeah. enemies, whatever. Right. So you're going around. But that's a first-person experience. Yeah. Um, then you have RPGs. Role-playing Role-playing games. games, one of my favorites. Um, yeah. And those are you're in this immersive world. Yeah. Um, and, and you have an avatar. You have an avatar and there's some kind of storyline that you're following. Yeah. Nice. Um, and those can be really cool. Sometimes the first-person shooters, they're called FPSs. Yeah. And the role-playing games can overlap. Overlap. Um, and so then also what you have more recently is something called massively multiplayer online RPGs. M-M-O-R-P-G-S. Um, yeah. And one of the breakouts for that, well, there was EverQuest, of course. Okay. Um, but the one that probably got the biggest Can in terms of brand name. Yes. World of Warcraft? World of Warcraft. Wow, okay. Exactly. This is coming from a non-gamer. <laughs> exactly. And it's worth, you know, sort of covering these different categories yeah. because each of them provides a type of education in its own right. I think that's fair. Right? Each, yeah. each one of these styles provides a different type of challenge. Right. Uh, if it's an RPG, um, uh, you know, it's about sort of learning to adapt to an unfamiliar environment, trying yeah. to understand clues yeah. um, and uncover like little riddles and patterns. Um, then you have RTSs, real-time strategy games. Those are like, you know, the same same kind of skills you do, you, you develop when you play chess, Interesting. right? And chess uh, is a tough, tough game. Exactly. Lots of strategy exactly. involved, lots of brain power you're using. Exactly. Trying to plan your next step. Yeah. Um, they tend to be also quite competitive, so you can play against other players. Right. Or AI. Or AI. Um, both are a lot of fun. Yeah. And so in those cases, yeah, I mean, that's really driving your mind to be strategic. Right. Um, with FPSs, you know, that's a lot of like fast twitch reaction. Right. So I would say let's just backtrack for a second. So with the strategy, maybe uh, thinking about it in terms of Amping up your problem-solving skills? I would argue that all of them use problem-solving okay. skills. Okay, that's types. good. That's good. I would say that the the RPG, yeah. which one were you referring to? I was talking about the one before RPG. So RPG is the sort of role-playing. Okay, so that. It okay. must be that. Yeah, yeah. that's... that's uh, Often you have riddles. Um, okay, so problem-solving. Yeah. Problem-solving, totally. That's what totally. makes yep. me think of. Yep. Yeah. Um, RTSs, it's, it's sort of strategy, right? Right. Um, resource management. 
that also makes me think of being able to think of a decision quickly and being absolutely being because indecisiveness is actually a big problem. Think about how many business opportunities get postponed or never transpire. They never happen because somebody was too afraid to make that decision on the spot. Really good point. Yeah, all the time yeah. Um, businesses languish, right? They don't get anywhere. They languish because people are afraid to make a decision or they spend too long equivocating. Or right? deliberating over Deliberating, it. trying to you know make up their minds yeah. um, and not committing to something. Uh, the ability to be decisive, yeah. to make a decision, um, and uh, move forward and own that decision, yeah. really important skill. So that's a great point. We'll be right back after this short break. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. I remember I came in um, when you were doing a gaming sesh one weekend, and I I saw that you were playing Witcher, mm-hmm. The Wild Hunt. So The Witcher would be a role playing RPG uh, with a little some elements of an FPS. Okay, and one of the uh, I don't know what you call it in the gaming terminology, but there was the visual, the little like storyline happening with the characters. Yep. And then you had to make a few decisions. Totally. I felt a little bit of anxiety when I saw you had to make that because obviously I wasn't playing the game. I had no, I'm an outsider completely. Um, But that just made me think of, wow, this is really enabling people to work on that decisiveness skill. Yeah. um, It's, you know, that actually is, that comes from a classic style of book when we were kids yeah. called Choose Your Own Adventure. Okay. Have you ever read a Choose Your Own I Adventure? Don't, I don't know. I, if I'm being honest, if I saw the cover, I it might recall some memories, but I don't know that I... Okay, these are really cool. Okay. So the, the Choose Your Own Adventure now was... I'm intrigued. You're reading a book and you get, you know, it sort of starts the story for you. Um, you're walking through a forest um, and the tree, the tree cover grows thick. And the light grows dim. Um, and all of a sudden in front of you, you see a cave. Oh. Do you go into the cave or do you, you know, return home? Okay. I've definitely played yeah. certain types of games like that. And at the that. bottom of yeah. the, okay. this is, this is analog, it's a, right? It's a book, at the, yeah. At the, and then it'll say, if you choose to go home, turn to page three. Okay. If yeah. you choose to go into the cave, Turn to page 15. Okay, yeah, very cool. Right? And so yeah. you sort of walk, you go into the cave and you encounter some other sort of branch and you have to Make choose, a right? And it, you flip to some other part of the book. And you, as you go through, 
you will find that some uh, some choices will get you in trouble, oh. and other choices might find you some treasure, right? And so it's the same concept in these RPGs. You get to choose um, how you interact with other characters, right? Um, and interestingly, there's also some social dynamics at play. Okay, let's talk about that. In yeah. what way? So oftentimes, when you're interacting, you have the option to choose between being a polite character, oh. um, a rude character, um, or just strange. You know, there, there's <laughs> basically anywhere along the spectrum, you can reply in different ways. And based on how you reply, the characters will react accordingly. Right. And by being polite, you might open up certain storylines. By being rude, you might close off certain storylines. So what would be the incentive to be rude if the polite storyline opens or the polite character opens up so much, you know, more opportunity? I mean, well, it, just seems... it depends on the game. So okay. some games, the polite character always gets the more interesting storyline. Sure. In a game like Witcher, believe yeah. it or not, yeah. sometimes being selfish um, huh. actually get, gives you items and, you know, weapons that are more powerful. Interesting. And so it really is a hard choice. It's oh. like... I com I'm compelled to feel like generally speaking, I'm a nice person, so right. I want to do the nice thing here. Right. On the other hand, I know that if I do the bad thing, right. uh, if I trick this person, I'm going to get a more powerful item. Interesting. And so you actually have to make a decision. That's tough. And you have because, to decide, like, yeah. do I care? This is just a video game. Who right. cares, right? Does it impact my identity in yeah. any way? Am I this kind of person? Yeah. You know. I can imagine. I know that I would have some cognitive dissonance if I, you know felt like I, my character had to behave in a certain way in order for me to level up in the game that went against what my personal beliefs are, especially since I'm in the space of communication and, you know, so that I, I wonder how I would feel doing that. But you make a great point because I think with the social dynamics at, at play, the social dynamics at play, cut off the C there, um, you know, I think it's interesting because it gives you a little bit of a thought experiment and it allows you to see maybe what kinds of reactions you would get if you were anything other than polite. And it could be a little bit of a social experiment with, you know, a lot of upside because you learn a lot, but not much, um, you know, it's not really negative in the sense that you're not impacting other people's lives. It's low risk because you're working with, you know, a character in a computer game, right? Or a video yeah. game. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think also, arguably, the most important lesson I derive from those is it just, it puts you in these um, sort of moral scenarios, okay. right? Where you have to decide what you feel is right. Because mm -hmm. I can tell you in business, you encounter those situations all the time. Yeah. Are we going to be completely honest with our client? Are we going to be completely honest with our customers? Are we going to be transparent? Are we going to, you know, disclose the problems that we have, uh, you know, before uh, they become a bigger problem? Are we going to, you know, confront yeah. someone uh, who is behaving in a way that's problematic, right? Like these kinds of things you deal with in the real world, yeah. and particularly in business, but yeah. also in your social life. Mm -hmm. um, when you get to simulate that in a video game, right. it just gives you a little more preparation for those real world scenarios. Right. Right. And that itself, I think, is very powerful. What I like about, you know, especially if you're selective about the video games and we're looking to we're viewing them in a positive light based on that criteria. What I like about that is that it's active, right? TV watching, film watching, it's relatively passive. 
unless you're, you know, making it a language activity. Like I remember when I was learning French, I would devour so many different films in French and I would be so, you know, actively watching. Point. Yeah, you can right? do it actively. Absolutely. I'd pause it. I'd, I'd check my comprehension. I'd write down expressions, right? But most people are not doing that when they're consuming, you know, television and film. And look, there's a place and time to do that. We're big film people. Um, but you have to recognize that one is relatively more passive than something like a video game where you're really activating lots of neuropathways in your brain. Right. And and to be clear, though, there are video games that are very passive, right? Okay. They're, they're video games where you can just tune out oh. and sort of very mindlessly do things. Okay. And I don't couldn't even tell you the names of them because I don't play them. Yeah, and I haven't um, seen you play any of those, so I don't even <laughs> know that those existed. Those do exist. So there's, okay. you know, in all of entertainment, yeah. there are opportunities to just completely turn off your brain if well, you want. And right? there's a great expression for this saying just, and it applies to different arenas in life, but you can say just to coast, so C-O-A-S-T, like a, a seacoast. You know, you're just hanging out, you're right. relaxing, you're on your float, and you're just coasting. That's funny. That's one way to think of coast. So coasting also, um, in my mind, to coast, yeah. like um, it's, uh, I think of like something that's sliding. Huh, like, okay. Um, like a train coasts along the tracks. Okay. But uh, I like that imagery of, of like the coast. The, That's what it makes me like think of. Like the seaside. Yeah, just kind of relaxing. Yeah, yeah, take, yeah. Let, really letting funny. the waves take you where they may. Yeah. Just a little side note here. I remember in one of the uh, spin classes we used to do a lot when we were um, in New York, there was um, a place that did spinning and they would sell T-shirts and they had no coasting, meaning you have to put pedal to the metal yeah. You're not allowed to just take it easy. You need to, co <laughs> no coasting. You need to crush it. So, yeah. side it's, note. It's funny because even when I am watching shows or, or movies, yeah. I actually do um, try to take a, a more active, active approach yeah. to it. So I'm watching, you know, sort of the angles of the shots. Yeah, it's I, true. You know, I pay attention to the kind of dialogue that's being used. Yeah. Um, the registers they're using the in register. their language. I pay a lot of attention to the character development. Like, what are they trying to express with this character? Yeah. You know, um, how are they going to, how is this character going to evolve or how has this character evolved over the, the course of the narrative? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's absolutely a way of doing it actively. And, you know, language learning is definitely one way to do that. But also just being really observant understanding the social dynamics, the social connections, the plot development, the character development. So maybe next time you watch something, even in your native language, give that approach a try because it's really fun. I mean, we enjoy doing that. So yeah. We'll be right back after this short break. Taking it back to video games. That's the same goes for video games. Yeah. You know, you can play games mindlessly or you can play them very proactively. Um, and my personal experience, it's always more fun to be very engaged with the game. Yeah. Um, right? Really try and challenge yourself. Like you, in most games, you can also dial down the, the intensity. So you can choose a very easy mode um, or you can choose more challenging modes. Yeah. And I have to give credit to my brother because um, I was always tempted to turn it just a little bit too easy yeah. so that I didn't have any concerns about getting through. Right. My brother, on the other hand, he always liked to turn just a little bit harder 
so that he would fail multiple times. And by the way, that's yes. another huge part of video games. Yeah. It's all about failing and trying again. Such failing important life lessons. I yeah. mean, that that in and of itself is, I would say, enough to like, you know, want to maybe incentivize you to play video games. Getting practice with failing and not being afraid to fail. I mean, business is all about that. You're constantly testing, trying out things, failing, testing again, trying out things, failing, right? It goes on and on. Exactly. Like if you're if you're playing a game and you don't have to save and you don't have to restart, you know, for at the start of the level or whatever, if you're not dying as the video game character, you're probably not playing on a hard enough difficulty. Yeah. Because that's that's a big part of playing the game is, you know, if, if you could just coast through, as we were saying, um, then there's not really much challenge and there's not much, you don't get as much value out of it. Yeah, your ego might get a nice little boost. <laughs> your confidence might feel elevated yeah. in that moment. But then afterwards you're like, hmm. Did I really get huh. anything? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, we played Age of Empires together. That's a strategy game. That is a, yes, that is a real-time strategy game. That's a terrific one. That's really fun. It's a classic. I want to start getting a little bit into it. And there's a little I bit of history in there, too. There is. Right? There, there is. you're learning about the different cultures, uh, societies. Yeah. Um, the strategies, the techniques, their technology. Technology. Yep. The um, the age, that time, like what was going on in the yeah, world. Yeah, the, the sort of technology trees, right? How do, how do you progress through the, the different sort of levels, the different stages? Of, of, you know, the, the development of the technology. Absolutely. So as we wrap up here, maybe, you know, as a gamer yourself, if you are a gamer listening and watching this, you might say, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I do that. I've learned that. This is a way of, you know, doing X, Y, Z. Great. You might be nodding in agreement. And if you're not a gamer, maybe, you know, consider starting to explore that type of activity, you know, it's a great way to unwind, but also be really active, right? Your brain is getting a lot of stimulation in a good way and you're learning so much. Uh, and so many of these lessons and and skills can be applied to the real world, which is awesome. Yeah, we haven't even talked about um, the ability to actually interact with other people in these games, particularly in a non-native language, Yeah. right? So just using the language in a way that really matters because your communication with them can dictate whether or not you guys succeed at whatever sort of mission that you're on. Absolutely. That's huge. And you can, that, that can be in written, that can be in voice. So there really are so many layers to this yeah. um, that, that are powerful. So it might be something worth exploring. And I would love to hear your thoughts. What, do you, what kind of skills do you think you learn? What have you learned if you're a gamer? What would you like to try to do what's your you know strategy for gaming and uh, yeah share whatever you'd like in the q a and in the comments so we look forward to hearing that and thanks so much for joining us we really appreciate your time we value you as a member of our community and we're really looking forward to sharing the next steps of what's coming up because we have some exciting news and we look forward to sharing that with you very soon if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Make sure you're a follower. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and you're listening to it and sharing it with friends. And don't forget to leave us a nice review. And we love sharing this content with you. So definitely, you know, stay here and we will see you very, very soon. All right. Bye for now.